welcome everyone to your Loki podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt, and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Here today with our season one wrap of Loki. That, of course, with more Loki to come. And before we dive on in, Pete, just have to mention, had a holly jolly discussion last Sunday over on the Patreon for uh, you sharing some scoopy scoop news. So it was certainly a good time had by all. And uh, as always, you know, our appreciation for those who support us on Patreon. Absolutely. Still up there. Only ever up there for uh, patrons. So uh, get yourself over to patreon.com slash fantastic geek takes just a dollar a month to get you behind that door and uh, perhaps the scoopiest scoop we've ever scooped. So with that, Pete, let's dive on into this uh, season. And of course, we can say season and not series, uh, you know, with the uh, the season two renewal guaranteed at the end uh, in the post credit information i won't call it a scene again pete not after the the drubbing you gave those people who called it a scene (laughs) um but what were some of the highlights uh for you for this first season of loki i mean obviously hiddleston's return here and i think in no small part with his executive producer horns on here i mean you really feel that with the marvel assembled uh, episode that came out on Wednesday of this week, how deeply he was involved. Um, not gonna lie, I'm a little uh, not hurt, more so disappointed that Kate Heron is not gonna return for season two. Um, but I'm sure, given that this is Marvel, Kevin Feige will find somebody they're really, really excited about to uh you know scope that direction for that you know yet to be dated second season but you know it's almost as if we were promised one series and we got a more interesting series in that everything we saw before was this kind of jaunt through time that we're going to wind up in in different periods And it was actually this super introspective, uh, you know, appropriately weird uh, look at Loki and Loki's. Yeah, that was something that Michael Waldron, the head writer, addressed. And I have to confess, Pete, uh, first of all, I didn't know what Michael Waldron looked like until this Marvel assembled. And I'm glad he has the mustache because he just has this boyish look where you go... This is the guy who's in charge of the writing room for Loki and also had to leave the Loki production to join the Doctor Strange 2 production because he's one of the one of the credited writers for that. Like point being, this is a at least for now, uh in the present time, this is a major writer in the world of the MCU and he's this square-jawed handsome man kind of looks like you know, Henry Cavill but not maybe quite as godly. Um but Michael Waldron said in the uh, you know said in the last week or so whether it was on assembled or in in uh, you know a post uh, season interview that there definitely was this intentional um, you know we're gonna we know fans will expect mission of the week um, and so forth and to be fair Pete I think we kind of expected it because what was some of the concept art 
Loki outside the Jaws marquee. That means it's in the 70s. Loki here, Loki there. So how it was designed to to subvert expectations in terms of it being episodic, it being a, a, a weekly similar adventure each week, and for it really to be, as we have learned, now that we have three Marvel Studios uh, shows under our belt for Disney+, Plus, there really is a cohesive watchability for the entire season. I think, Pete, this... The expectations for Loki, in a weird way, were helped by WandaVision, again, unintentionally being the first one out of the gate, where clearly that had an overarching story, but also it was very, very episodic. So I think that, like, the next show to come out, Ms. Marvel, I think we're going to expect, you know, a 250-minute movie divided into six parts. We're going to be ready for that. With Loki, we weren't quite sure, because is it episodic, or is it one big arc like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So that adding to the fun of it all you're assuming of course that ms marvel is the next one out uh true and i will say this i know i had teased the theory on last week's loki podcast and i got into it a little bit more on patreon even though pete i don't want to overly mention it uh because i know as a podcast listener i hate it when that stuff gets mentioned too much but we did cover it a bit more there on patreon fair is fair um but just this idea looking at the schedule i don't understand how you're gonna get uh what if for 10 weeks with no other Marvel stuff, then Ms. Marvel, then Hawkeye. Um, Victoria Alonso, the, the number three person at Marvel Studios, did say in the last week, kind of like in passing, that's how I read the quote, it, it, it was uh, words to the effect of, you know, and we still have two more live action shows to come out this year. Now the headline becomes, Ms. Marvel and Hawkeye confirmed. Uh, okay, I would say that what she said is confirmational but it's i was expecting this quote to be like and don't worry entertainment weekly we still have plans for ms marvel and hawkeye to run in their entireties before 2021 ends which is not exactly what she said however i think pete we can increasingly expect that probably it means there's some overlap between the second half of what if and ms marvel oh by the way pete i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or off um, but it has been confirmed that uh, What If will run one episode per week for 10 weeks, concluding on October 13th. So put that in your calendar, uh, I guess. I, that math lines up for a straight shot. It's going to be interesting uh, towards the end of the year here with both those other series now confirmed to to come out in 2021. I mean, if that had been stated and wrong... I'm sure Kevin Feige would have pruned a variant. <laughs> um, speaking that of variants, have you seen the synced up um, version of the WandaVision finale and the Loki finale uh, at the 27 minute plus mark uh, where Wanda becomes the Scarlet Witch and they pass the threshold with he who remains. You know, Pete, it's funny. We oftentimes off mic, we might, you know, shoot the breeze a little bit or or say, hey, do you want to cover this? Do you want to cover that? What I said right before we recorded was there's something I want to talk about on the podcast, but I don't even want to mention the subject uh, for fear of it not being fresh on the podcast. And here you are delivering up the beginning of what I want to cover with that. Um, I've seen the video. It's interesting. 
Uh, here's what Kate Heron had to say about it. Um, and I'm looking at a uh, article on the direct where she was speaking. I think she was speaking to the direct. Anyhow, uh, here's the Kate Heron quote after hearing about it. Interesting. It was definitely coincidental on our side. We were in post-production, basically when WandaVision went on television. What you think about that, Pete? We know that to be true, right? Because she was editing the final episode on uh, on Father's Day weekend. So obviously WandaVision had concluded way before that. So I think it is probably coincidental. I wouldn't want to shut down any theories, though. It's kind of fun. So, Pete, my reaction is... People are getting super excited over this being hashtag it's all connected. Right. Uh, or, and I don't even know, I, I doubt it's the same editor, but, or a Marvel editor is following the same, Marvel, Marvel editors on <laughs> WandaVision and Loki are following the same general principles of building tension, releasing tension, getting to the climax, dealing with the after effects, and so forth. Let alone, it's some of the same producers who, whether they've been to editing school or not, you know, Kevin Feige might be like, hey, uh, my, my gut says, let's speed this little bit up here. Victoria Alonso might say, hey, let's slow down right there. So am I surprised to hear it's a similar um, arc there to the climax? No. Do I think that this is Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd territory? Yeah, in that, wow, what a weird coincidence that will feel a lot more important if you augment your viewing reality. Otherwise, <laughs> what a coincidence. Serendipity, to say the least, and of course, with the added context by the people involved dispelling that. Um, you know, you look back at this season, I look at particular episodes like the lamentous one. Um, and for me, particularly with the Marvel assembled, you know, showing you how they made the physical space for Sheru and all the thought to being able to film in 360 degrees and uh, Hiddleston adding with the, the context of his 11 years now of involvement in the Marvel cinematic universe is one of the biggest sets one of the greatest sets if not the greatest he'd ever been on and i think that really comes across you, you know they talk about the the fakery of the the oneer there right the one shot that they have about nine different takes spliced into um but that we got our you know action sequences in our uh you know detective style oddball comedy um apart from all the cool weirdness of the different loki variants and everything like that i mean this show just delivered on such a variety of levels it did and speaking of the marvel assembled for loki the one thing that i was a little disappointed about you know it opens with kind of the length of time it took to make this season and the number of days and whatnot and while they didn't shy away from the existence of COVID kind of existing or impacting the production, as I feel they did for the WandaVision one, like if you, if, if 50 years from now you watch the WandaVision uh, Marvel Assembled, you would not know that the production was split by, by COVID shutdown. They're a bit more upfront with this. You see people masked and they're doing some of the fight choreography. Everybody is masked, the two leads, the two stunt doubles and whatnot. Um Pete, I don't know that Loki as a production gets to take a victory lap for 
all these days it took. I mean, some of those days were days at home <laughs> during the worst of it, days at home hoping that everybody was going to be okay. I mean, yes, they could be on Zoom and whatnot. Let's run the lines. Hey, I had a thought and so forth. But it was not exactly, you know, whatever the number of days they put up there, 700, you know, blah, blah, blah. It was not exactly Joe the Carpenter sawing and making sets for all those days and Sally the boom mic operator making sure to get the best sound. Um, but clearly that's the flavor of these assembleds that it's not, you know, I get Pete, when we, when we do Ms. Marvel, uh, um, assembled at whatever point that's going to be, I would bet maybe Thanksgiving ish. Um, you know, we're, we, we might, or we, who might be, you know, turning a blind eye towards COVID, um, you know, might say, oh, that's weird. They offer her the part on Sky uh, on zoom. Other than that, it's probably going to be COVID what COVID, but, um, Certainly, this a this a big production as you were talking about in terms of the sets and so forth. Um, a little disappointed they didn't fess up to hey the TVA lobby is the lobby of the Hilton or the Marriott or whatever in Atlanta. But fine, I guess that's going to be hidden. I mean, they they mentioned the uh, Atlanta. Um, you could see people walking in the background of the, the one shot, you know, methodically across. So that physical space. Yeah, that they're not chilling for a particular hotel. I, I get it. Um, but definitely that it's a physical location. I mean, <clears throat> you look at the three that we've had now with WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and now Loki and the, the scope gets exponentially larger um and then beyond that and the sets and you know everything they were dealing with can we just take a minute to acknowledge what they've unearthed and i know she's not new but sophia DiMartino, you know so hiddleston and obviously owen wilson but you know mentioned definitely before the series started but the fingerprints that she has all over this series and somebody who's now been introduced to the MCU and who knows where and when she pops up next, but super excited about this edition. I I would agree with that. And the only way I would disagree is certainly she was new to me. I mean, I'm looking at her IMDb here. In fact, um, she was in yesterday, the Beatles ish movie. Um, which is a fantastic thing, fantastic movie, but, like, I've seen it twice, and I, at no time was I like, look, it's it's the non-main female lead from yesterday. Um, bottom line being, as we've said before, you know, whether it's Emmy nominations or whatever, like, I would be happy to sit and go, um, hey, time to check out Midsummer Murders, because she was in an episode of that back in 2016, or whatever it might be, um, I would I would be very interested to see more of her work. Uh, again, most of which is, I'm assuming it's 99% of it is uh, across the pond, because I'm not even recognizing some of these titles. So, Pete, an opportunity to to see more and to see uh, to see new things. The ladies on this show, in particular, and yeah, it's it's Hiddleston's show, and he's the first actor here producing on one of these but Sophia DiMartino uh Gugu and Father Ra uh even uh Wunmi there and what she's brought to B15 I mean I'm I'm so hopeful in this second season we're gonna see what um Sylvie showed her we're gonna get 
her backstory. Well, and in the t- in the time that we've had since you know podcasting episode one hundred six a week ago, uh, I know what I'm about to say is not absolutely brand new news, but it kind of in the week I've been able to really digest on the idea that um, is the next time we see these three women or Owen Wilson's character or whatever it might be is the next time really going to be Loki season two, uh, presumably sometime in 2022. Um, it just feels, you know, Pete, if we re- rewind all the way to Winter Soldier and our naive expectation, Pete, maybe some of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will show up in that movie. Even if it's just like as extras, you know, when 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 uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Academy or something is under attack. Will we see Fitzsimmons? And of course, we didn't know at the time that, about this great schism between Marvel Studios and Marvel TV. You know, could... Could contracts and egos and expectations all be aligned so that, you know, when we go see um, Shang-Chi, could Gugu and Bata Ra show up in that if only as, maybe not an extra, but only with a couple of lines or, or as the post-credit sequence? Like, it's now it's now not just, hey, Pete, they got one of the most Emmy-winningest or the most Emmy-winningest uh, woman in Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who now is going to be the new one to stitch all these things together. You leave this season of Loki and go, none of these people in Loki are too big to not show up in other properties ASAP. None of them are so busy that you sit and go, like, for example, with all due respect, due respect to Chris Pratt, you get Chris Pratt for Marvel stuff when you can, and when he's not doing that, he's off doing Jurassic World stuff, and then in the interim, now trying to launch a, a, another franchise with Tomorrow War for Amazon, and maybe if he's smart, oh, squeeze in a small, modest thing that's now going to be different than all these other things to keep your name in a bunch of different... Uh, genres and whatnot. Good luck pulling Chris Pratt in to sit and go, excuse me, Loki, you pruned me, or something like that. Yeah. Could you get Could you get Gugu and Bata Raw to show up? You know, again, she's fantastically talented, but not so big that you can't say, hey, while you're here in Atlanta for Loki reshoots, we're going to have you do your Hawkeye scenes because we got Jeremy Renner in town to do uh, Hawkeye redubbing or whatever it might be. It's all possible in a brand new way. I mean the the Peggy Carter lookalike in the uh, the first episode uh, got a a little bit more discussion in the last week as well. So I mean certainly that's on the table and not been shot down. Like oh yeah, uh, that's pure coincidence. Exactly, exactly. In fact, I think Kate Heron it was either Kate Heron quote or Michael Waldron quote, but somebody was like, you know, hmm. That's awfully weird. That's strange. So again, if they're willing to shoot down some things but not others, you know, I mean, maybe, Pete, maybe that was the what-if handoff, you know? Like, like, again, we don't know. That's part of what's so exciting here. After Endgame, we had a certain sense of these actors are definitely, or, you know, they're as gone as can be gone for the foreseeable future. We're headed in these kind of other directions. Did we think that, two years after Endgame that we would be on the precipice of, you know, Thanos is coming really, really soon. Well, we saw that at the end of this episode. You know, Kang is is on the doorstep, and as soon as What If starting, we might see some consequences of that. Well, Matt, what have our listeners had to say? 
Pete, first one up, our captain, Noel Gardner at Noel Camille. I thought hashtag Loki was going to be a fun skip around time explaining some unexplained moments from history, D.B. Cooper, but it was so much more. I truly enjoyed the whole season. Can't wait for season two, how this leads into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Um, Sam Livingston had replied to her that skip around history would have been a great failure, uh, pardon me, a great feature adding uh, to the storyline. Maybe next time, Pete. We heard from Kevin Grogu's Brosif. That's at Loves Wars. I couldn't have loved this show more. I admire all these actors' performances. That's performance with a PH. Uh, so much. All the way to Casey. And the animators even made uh, Alligator Loki do great acting. Fun fact. Miss Minutes Tara Strong was also the voice of Kids Bop Kangaroo on the animated Napoleon Dynamite show. That really is hashtag it's all connected. That is. <laughs> um, uh, Jordan Tanner variant. That's at Mighty underscore Jor. I really enjoyed the season. Uh, really well done all around. I really enjoyed the emotional beats as well, uh, as Loki learns about Frigga and Ragnarok. Loved the classic Loki's arc. He who remains was a showstopper. Score was fire emoji. Pete, let's look forward to Loki season one winning an Emmy in September 2022 because that's how. Oh, I- I mean, the, the score was phenomenal. The, um, you know, the, the, the theme they introduced early on wound up being the he who remains theme that, uh, you know, we can, we can vary as we move forward, but the, the dramatic music and the, what's that funny little, uh, device you wave your hand over even that stuff. Uh, I want to say the zither. It's not the zither. It is the, um, uh, crud, the theremin. So uh, Pete, if nothing else, we're getting our music discussion in here. Uh, also, uh, chiming in about the podcast. Oh, I should wrap up by the way. Mighty Jor said, I've also enjoyed listening to the pod. You do fantastic work. Uh, Stephen James, it's at Mr. Holland F3. I really enjoyed it all, and it was uh, because the first show out of three that my wife watched with me because she loves Loki. Um, Pete, it is weird. They never did go back to uh, naked but bits covered Loki, which uh, my, my <laughs> wife had really enjoyed. Um, a side note, Hiddleston, really great shape. Um, I feel, back to Steven here, I feel that this version Loki evolved, this version of Loki evolved more in the show than the other Loki did in the rest of the movies, and I really like how they did that. Then lastly, Pete, Beer Crusader, that's at Beer Crusader, says, when I'm on the road waiting patiently, the answer is ASAP. We're doing it right now. It'll be out as soon as we're done. There you go. Pete, what feedback do you have on your end? On the Fantastic Geek Facebook page, Matt, Steve Adams writes in, Looking back on season one, I enjoyed Tom Hiddleston a great deal, and Sofia DiMartino was wonderful. As I said before, I have always struggled with series that use a villain as the main character, but Loki won me over. I finally figured out what bothered me about the finale. I read an article stating that the show lost its focus in the finale. And I think this is accurate. The final episode was not about Loki, but about Kang and the next phase of the MCU. It was done well, but I wanted a resolution to Loki's story here. I will, of course, be on board for season two, and I can't wait to see how this turns out. As always, make mine Marvel and stay fantastic with the PH. I think that's a fair criticism. Uh, I'm reminded of reading 
uh, Transformers comic number one, where everything was great and everything was wonderful. Then I turned to the last page, and there's an explosion, and all the Transformers dies, and it says, you know, to be continued in episode two, or, or, or in issue two. And I, like, wanted to cut out that last page, because, of course, Pete, what was it doing? It was doing the great uh, comic book tradition of, you know, to be continued in the next issue, and the next, and the next, so... I'm not defending the choice by saying what they did was a comic a book, TV and movie trope in terms mm-hmm. of to be continued next time. The story continues, the story continues. Um, but that's 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 what they do. And if you want to say, well, it was a less emotionally effective wrap-up slash to be continued compared to WandaVision, which was a clear end to the WandaVision story, even though... All the characters basically continue. Uh, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which had a clear ending in that there is no more Falcon and the Winter Soldier. If they want to do another season, clearly you would call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, but I think that's a fair that's that's a fair enough criticism. Well, if anything, and knowing that all those characters returning, like you said, but if anything, the converse, that eventually you're going to get with a Loki series finale, a square focus on him. With that, Pete, we are ready now to pull the last winner of the uh, of the T-shirt contest. Here, are you ready, Pete? Absolutely. All right, I have my papers here, and the winner is going to be Ah, Pete. Second mention on the podcast today, our captain Noel Gardner at Noel Camille on Twitter. So I'll certainly reach out, and uh, we'll talk more T-shirts soon. So exciting times here, Pete. Uh, have to look ahead to the schedule next week. Uh, I think maybe also we'll simulcast this to the Loki podcast feed. Next week we're going to be talking, uh, we're doing a Ms. Marvel preview, kind of, you know, assuming that that's the next one out of the gate. So, uh, I don't know, Pete, should we put that on the Loki feed as well, since we don't have a Ms. Marvel feed yet? Uh, Let's keep it over on uh, the Fantastic Geek feed for everybody there, and as we need to, we'll pivot. Okay, so uh, those listening on the Loki feed will will pause until there is further news specifically about Loki. Uh, and then, of course, next week uh, we'll do that Ms. Marvel preview. Also, uh, that'll be on the Pop Culture Podcast feed. Pete, also tomorrow on the Pop Culture Podcast feed, we'll be talking some of the volumes of new some of the... Some of the news to come out of San Diego (laughs) Comic-Con at home for all of Star Trek Universe except for live-action stuff. So, Pete, we'll talk a little bit about Prodigy and Lower Deck Season 2. Pete, how can people be in touch with you on Twitter to talk about the future of Marvel, the future of Star Trek, and the future of uh, the future? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R. 12,044 followers can't be wrong and while I'm personally on Twitter's Looking Back Lost do be in touch with the podcast comment on fantasticgeek.com check us out on Twitter Instagram Gmail where we are Fantastic Geek as well but wait there's more facebook.com slash fantasticgeek all one word with the P and the H like it today as mentioned before I look forward to talking about Star Trek tomorrow and Ms. Marvel next week for now though Pete I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word see you soon